Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. I'm Kim Doyle, your host, aka The WordPress Chick. So I've got another fabulous interview for you today. And I have to tell you that one of the things, and I may have said this in a previous podcast uh, intro for an interview, but one of my favorite parts of the interviews is, is getting sort of the backstory from everybody and finding out what they were doing before, what they've been through to get to where they are today. Because a lot of times when you're building your online business, it feels sometimes you kind of feel like you're on an island. And so to hear that you're not the only person who's been through massive challenges in life, uh, which the longer you live, the more challenges you get. Um, but it's really nice to know that you're not the only one there. So today's story is with another one of my mastermind members uh, in the Facebook mastermind, not my member, but <laughs> he is another member. But Troy has built a pretty phenomenal consulting business, but he's been through quite a bit having lost everything and, and rebuilt his life in a completely different manner and going from, you know, a content production company with SEO and, and websites and all of that stuff and strictly to consulting. And what's what I love about what Troy is doing besides so many things, cause he's just one of those people that makes you feel at ease and like you could just sit on the phone or, or Skype or chat with him all day. Um, but I love that he's really shifted his business to fit the life that he wants to live. You know, that's kind of what we all want to do ideally. Right. So anyways, check out the interview, make sure to check out Troy Broussard. And if you want to get in touch with Troy or, um, you can get online, he's got lots of different consulting and training. You can go to the wpchick.com forward slash Troy B. I think you're going to love this interview, which hopefully you like them all. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm specifically p- picking people to talk to and reach out and connect with because their stories really inspire me. So thanks so much, everybody. Enjoy the interview. Hey, what's up, everybody? Kim Doyle, the WordPress chick here, and welcome to another episode of the WordPress chick podcast. I have another interview today and I tell you the way these interviews are showing up, um, well, that's probably a whole separate episode in and of itself, but the people that I've connected with just, it keeps blowing my mind <laughs> with this podcast. So today I have, uh, Troy Broussard on the call with me and I'm going to let Troy do his introduction of his business and stuff. And I've got questions that we're going to delve kind of deep because his story is fascinating. Um, but Troy and I connected also in the Facebook mastermind and you guys have heard me talk about this a little bit. Um, but this, that group in and of itself is a testament to the power of a mastermind because these people keep pulling me up to a higher level and the momentum just blows me away. But that's where I connected with Troy. So Troy, thank you so much for being on the call today. Oh, well, happy to be here, Kim, and, uh, and certainly share your feelings on, on the concept of masterminds. I'm in uh, several of them, actually, and uh, it's something that I also run and teach as well. So I'm both on the, the giving and the receiving side. And, you know, what you said about surrounding yourself with people at a higher level, uh, honestly, that's probably the single biggest key to success is, you know, looking at who you're surrounding yourselves with and are they pulling you up or pulling you down? So, uh, yeah, I couldn't couldn't second that anymore. You know, just a side note on that. Are you in since you're in a few different groups and and I promise everybody we are going to get into Troy's journey because it's great um, with the masterminds, you know, because I found myself kind of test not testing groups, but it's like I would join one and and it's it's nothing against people that maybe are not at your level but i knew where i was at in my business i had to to surround myself with people that are at a higher level or are going to push and pull me as opposed to 
people that were maybe, I don't want to say behind, but in a very different place in their business. So did it take you a little bit of time to find the right groups or really figure out what you needed? Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, I was, I was very, uh, knowledgeable about what I wanted. I was very aware of what I was looking for. And so, um, you know, I selected the group very carefully when I first got going and I've gone into other groups, but, um, I think in general, you have to be very careful because if you out there seeking the wrong things, if you're, if you're thinking that just being in a mastermind is going to change your life, then, then, you know, that's not necessarily true. It puts you in an environment where you have the opportunities to then step up, but you still have to step up and you still have to take that action and be accountable and, and everything there. So I think that some people can maybe go hopping from mastermind to mastermind, uh, hopping uh, their way down the, the path, trying to find success. And that's not going to, that's not going to work. Um, I also think that, you know, you have to be careful not to get uh, too much advice from too many people at once. So it's not something that I advise people get into a whole bunch of things. But um, for me personally, I'm involved in different masterminds because I have very specific goals and agendas with those different masterminds. Some of them are SEO. Some of them are mindset. Some of them are marketing and business. Um, some of them are personal development. And so it's something that each one has a very specific and different agenda that's non-overlapping for me. Um, and you know, that's kind of the way that I've structured it. You know, it's interesting as you said that, because I realized I have done that with going into 2014, that my goal is to, you know, attend a few more events this year and, you know, we're in the same mastermind. So there's that, the San Diego mastermind, but right after that is that traffic and conversion summit. And I was debating on new media expo or traffic and conversion. And I'm like, what I need in my business is traffic and conversion. New Media Expo would have been great for networking and socializing. Um, and I know there's great keynotes and stuff, but what I need very specific in my business is what I'm going to gain by going down to San Diego. So yeah, keeping focused is always is always important. So I mean, it's um, while I love masterminds, and that's all I do, that's in my entire business model is based on coaching and consulting. Um, so it's it's absolutely I practice what I preach. Um, and I think that for that reason, I'm also involved in several because there's a business angle for it for me, right, where uh, participating in the masterminds also uh, helps me create a more powerful one for my people and my my clients. Um, so there's there's some different angles. I just, it's my word of caution is that people don't go searching as if it's a magic pill because there truly isn't any magic pill. Um, you know, surrounding yourself with the right people and surrounding yourself with people that are that are more talented and, and than yourself or more knowledgeable in certain areas or more experienced in certain areas. You know, that is always a very positive thing. But at the end of the day, you still have to conquer that, the, you know, the biggest six inches on the football field, which is the, the six inches between your ears of, of, you know, taking action. And, and that's really at the end of the day, uh, no mastermind can make you successful. It can just open up doors for you that you still have to walk through. That is beautiful. Now, and we'll get into that because I do want to talk about your current business, but, um, okay. So let's shift gears a little bit and, can you share your journey before we get into your current business, the journey of how you got to where you are? Because, um, like I mentioned, we were on a mastermind call yesterday and Troy was sharing a little bit of his personal story that he's lost everything. And I think, did you say you lost everything twice? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, I think that, uh, people have this really, uh, warped definition of the word success, right? And I, I actually don't even like that word. I think that it's too nebulous. I think that people define success completely differently and that it, it it's something that we kind of warps our perception. Um, yeah, I've had a, you know, I've had a troubled journey, so to speak, but I really don't see it that way. Um, it, I wouldn't trade any of my past failures for anything because, uh, they're what's shaped me and turned me into, you know, where I am today. And so I actually embrace my failures even more so than my successes in the past. I think we can learn a lot more from them. Um, but you know, like many people, I've, I've gone through some trials and, and tribulations. I, uh, started out in software. Well, I started out in college and went through, uh, software development and programming out of college and, uh, for Blue Cross Blue Shield for a while. And then with Encyclopedia Britannica for several years. Um, and then left corporate America and took a couple 
years off. I had done fairly well there and took a couple years off, went down to Brazil, um, where I lived for a couple of years. I had uh, gone down there as an exchange student in the 80s. And so I had a lot of connections and it was a good place for me to kind of get away from things. Um, but, you know, during that whole process, I had, I had gone through a personal bankruptcy and lost everything at one point. So, you know, that was one journey in life and, and learned a lot of lessons. Right. Um, and then, you know, more recently, I uh, in 2008, I had. So anyway, I was down in Brazil and I, I kind of put my career back on path and did a whole nother business venture with my brothers and doing land development and uh, real estate and commercial subdivisions and residential subdivisions primarily. And uh, we built a bunch of spec homes together and and uh, uh, opened up some subdivisions in Northern California and Southern Oregon and had was doing very very well in business there um and it really enjoying things um but once again you know kind of went through a set of of uh, trials right 2008 uh we were just about to retire <laughs> we had several deals in escrow that uh would pay off all of our debts and uh leave us with several lots each of us each of the three brothers with a whole inventory of lots left over that we could just hold on to for the rest of our lives and trickle one out here and one out there um, and would have been really set for life. And we were pretty much about 40, 45 days away from from retirement um, in my in my mid 30s at that point. Um, and the market turned around. And when it did, we had uh, several million in escrow at the time with developer um, or investor deals. So when you're doing subdivisions, let's just hypothetically say you do a subdivision and it's got 120 lots or something in the subdivision. Typically, the way you do it as a developer is you blow out let's say 20, 30% of those lots in big bundle discounts to investors that come in and buy a block of 10 lots at a time or something. And the reason you do that is to pay off your financing quickly and get out of debt quickly and then hold over some inventory. And sometimes you end up going through two thirds of your inventory on that in order to hold back a third um, of, of it to walk away with that as profit. And uh, so we were in that kind of situation where we had all these investor deals locked in and in escrow with, you know, uh, funding and contracts in place and everything, uh, just waiting for the, you know, the due diligence and the escrow periods to close when the market just fell apart. And in a matter of like 40 days, we went from being, you know, ready to retire to losing everything. And at that point, it was uh, we had over 14 companies. Um, so it was quite a monstrosity and I, I was so broke. I, <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of funny to say, but I mean, I was so broke, I couldn't afford to go bankrupt. Right. I mean, I couldn't even afford the attorneys for it because we had 14 different companies. When you do the land development stuff, a lot of times you isolate different deals into different companies to protect them from an asset management standpoint. So you would have had to have hire attorneys for each. I mean, it would have been like different deals for oh, each yeah. company, right? Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Because every company is a different legal thing. And I, I just couldn't do it. So, I mean, we went uh, completely dead broke and lost everything, you know, and had done quite well. I lost my airplane that I had. I lost, you know, the the second home and, and the uh, the Harley and the Cadillac and everything else. And um, shortly thereafter, my marriage fell apart as well. And my um my now ex moved back to to Brazil with the kids. And so it was uh, it was a really tough time. You know, I had to in 2009 really just uh, start from absolute ground zero. I was fortunate that I had a home still in Brazil and um, I, I had that temporarily, so to speak, in the sense that uh, I uh, signed that over in the divorce to to my wife at the time. And I didn't want my kids to be, you know, misplaced and have to sell the place and split it up and all that. So I just, you know, gave that over to her and started on my journey to start something new in 2009. So, you know, I truly have um, been blessed since then. You know, I, I've done several million online since 2010 um, and been very, very blessed by that. But it hasn't been easy. Um, and it's something that I put a lot of effort and work into. But uh, um it was something that can happen very, very quickly online. And I'm, I'm really grateful for the era that we live in today. I think that if you have the, the right mindset and the determination, 
um, and the willpower, then we live in just the most blessed age there's ever been, right? I mean, I have clients in Indonesia and Bali and the UK and India and all over the world um, in my mastermind. And it's just incredible to me. It's really humbling because, you know, I just try to think of this, you know, I can't even imagine my parents or my grandparents thinking of doing business internationally at that level. You know, we just, the world is so small these days. There's just the opportunities are really endless if you can get your, your mind wrapped around them. You know, it's, it's so great that you say that. Cause I, with my kids being a little bit older, you know, I think about that. I'm like, we, I have friends all over the world now because of this. And so like where you said on one hand, the, the opportunities are endless and then the world is so small because it just, it's like, God, I, I could probably get on a plane and visit most countries and, and connect with somebody. And even if I didn't have a friend there, I'd, I'd find somebody, I'd connect with somebody and say, Hey, I'm, let's do a meetup. Let's just grab coffee, whatever it is. Um, and, and so for that, I, I totally agree. What's, what's fascinating to me about that though, is it's just that, you know, for you to say that from 2010 until now, you've done a couple million. I, I've been doing this since 2008. I have not done a couple million, but I know that I know where my mindset has been and what I've done. So tell us a little bit about what you started doing, because what you started doing online with your content services company is not what you're doing today, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I don't say that out there for shock value at all, because honestly, it, you know, there's all these people that, that you, we've all heard the saying, right? It's not what you make, it's what you keep. And it's, it's really kind of funny because, um, you know, that was abundantly clear to me, um, as well. And we had a large services company and at one point had over a hundred people, uh, you know, in our, in our team. And so we had a lot of churn. And so the gross revenue was, was quite large, but, um, you know, the take home money was not necessarily, you know, at the same level. And, and so, you know, there's a lot of different, uh, don't be fooled, I guess is what I'm saying to your audience. Uh, numbers, uh, can be, can be honest and true and can also be, leave you with taking the wrong impression away from a lot of people. And a lot of people throw out big numbers. I think that what's really important now for me is my lifestyle. Um, I, I, enjoyed the services business, but it wasn't really what my passion was about. And so, um, over the years, I kind of transitioned into coaching and was doing that internally with clients in the business already. And now I just realized that, uh, at this age in my life, I'm 43 and I really wanted to just focus on what the, the couple of things that I truly derive the most passion from. And I think that it's easy to put yourself out there knowing a whole bunch of different things, but it's hard to just simplify everything and focus on one core thing and just let everything else fall away. And that has been what I've done over the past year and what I truly am enjoying right now. So uh, being able to make a very comfortable living and doing very well with that, but doing it from a position of passion and from my heart and doing what I really enjoy doing and also really cutting my hours back dramatically. Um, I've been able to, in 2013, drop my hours back from what used to be 60, 70, 80 hours a week sometimes uh, to the point where now in the end of 2013, I was able to get it down to working just four days and about 25 to 30 hours a week. Um, and for 2014, my goal is to get that down to three days a week while doubling my income in the same process. And I have set several things in motion to make that happen this year. Uh, so I think that, you know, defining that alignment between your business and your personal life and your lifestyle uh, is what's really, to me, the definition of success. It's not a monetary definition. It's more of an alignment of your life. Um, uh, you know, and just in every aspect, I've been able to drop 50 pounds this past year off my waistline, which needs to go a little bit more for sure. Um, but it was a good start. And all of those things are kind of, uh, it, it work together, right? Mind, body, soul. And so that has really been my mission now is to enable not only my lifestyle, but the, the clients that work with me have the same goals. They are very successful entrepreneurs. They're doing very well. I have clients in my mastermind from all different levels. I have uh, a gal in my mastermind that was unemployed when she came to me and is now in my mastermind four months later um, and doing really, really well. She's crossed over 8,500 a month in recurring income now and, and just her fourth month and, and doing great. 
great. Um, but I also have people in my mastermind that are that are running five million dollar plus businesses. So I have a pretty wide spectrum of people in the group. But what unifies all of them is their alignment in what they want out of their life. They want a business that's more efficient. They want a business that aligns with their lifestyle and that participates in their life and not runs their life, right? That that uh, provides for the lifestyle that they want and not dictates it. And I think that that's probably my single biggest purpose right now. That's huge. I had actually posted something, I don't know, probably a month ago. It, it did, you know, one of those little Instagram quote sharing things. And it was, I will not compromise the quality of my life because, and I've got a long way to go with this, but I love the quality of my life. And I just want to increase the the balance like you were talking about between the personal and the business because I do work a lot, but I can take a nap in the middle of the afternoon or I can float in the pool during the summer. And I want it, I want to be traveling more and doing more of that with my kids. Um, So the quality of life is huge, but I also think, you know, it's been interesting my journey getting here. But I think that there is this, um, I, I can't quite articulate it, but simply it's okay to talk about numbers. I think that there's a reality there that people, oh, it's not just about the money and it can't be just about the money. Cause that never works. I I've tried to do things just to get the cash in and it never works when I let go and I do something for my heart. I, I, I forget, oh yeah, I've got money coming. It, it, it kind of works that way. But I think a lot of people don't want to say out loud, yeah, I, I want seven figures. I want to do this. And, you know, what are your thoughts on that in terms of, I, I mean, I, not so much going for the money, but I think there's a reality that you need to talk about the money. Yeah, it, it certainly, you know, listen, I've been broke and I've been rich and uh, the latter is certainly better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, certainly money is there. I, I think that um, money is a magnifying glass is what money is to me. It is a magnifying glass. It's it's much like alcohol, right? Um, there's happy drunks and there's uh, angry, mean drunks, right? And when you add alcohol to a personality, all it really does is strip away the inhibitions and lets the true personality below shine. And if that true personality below happens to be a real jerk, then it gets magnified. <laughs> right? Totally. And if that true person below is really just someone that cares and has fun and is jovial and happy, then it, it kind of goes to the excess and that extreme too. You might find somebody dancing on a table. So that's the best <laughs> metaphor I have ever heard. That is, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, to me, money is the same way. Yeah. Money is truly the same way. Um, if you, you know, have a really nice income, it allows you to it doesn't buy happiness and it doesn't buy time but in some ways it kind of does buy time because now things that you would normally do you can afford to pay someone else to do and so it kind of buys some freedom of your own time now if you're not a generally happy person with that time it certainly doesn't make you any happier right absolutely uh, it it gives you more time with yourself what you choose to do with that is is really up to you and and who you are um so it, it's something that um i don't know i um i don't allow it to run my life i don't allow the pursuit of it to run my life and i try to do everything to set up my life where money is not the dominant uh force anymore so i mean i literally don't even have a credit card um i run a cash lifestyle i have i use debit cards in my businesses um my vehicles i pay for in cash um i i don't like debt and even though i do really well financially i can uh, literally live on very little money, probably much less than most people that are out there driving um, high-end vehicles and, and doing all these different things. It's just, I've gone through that before. I've kind of gone through and evolved, I think, beyond that um, from a from a monetary standpoint. And to me, it's, I would much rather have the freedom to, uh, walk away from something that I'm not enjoying and build something new, fresh and clean and know that, um, I don't have to worry about it uh, financially being a success immediately or something to that nature. Um, I, that's kind of where I'm at on that journey. And I think we all go through different, you know, processes and different speeds on that journey through, through understanding how money affects us. Um, but I think the big thing is to, to control it and not let it control you. That is huge. I've been through a lot of that myself. And I just, I, I think I found, because I love what I do so much now, 
I, I almost don't have time to think about stuff. And I really don't want more stuff to take care of. doesn't mean I don't like nice things, but the ability to take a vacation, I'm looking at doing three weeks in Costa Rica with my kids this summer. I'm like, Oh my God, we can totally do that. I just need an internet connection, but I'm like, let's do that. And so I totally get that. Can we jump into, you know, how you made the shift, why you made the shift from your uh, content services company into and what you're doing now and, and kind of how you did that? Cause it sounds like in addition to your passion, but it was a personal journey getting here too. It was really just all about me. Um, you know, I, I wanted to get, uh, I wanted to just focus on what I wanted to do and I wanted to let go of everything else. That's really what it was about. Um, I think that one of the, the key salient points about goal setting and, and taking things to another level or stepping up your game. And people talk about all these things, but what they don't mention is that if for every, goal that you want to achieve, you have to list out not only the things that you're going to do to get there, but also what you're going to let go of to get there. Um, I truly believe that it's a, that's, there's an equilibrium there. It's not only about moving forward, but it's also about letting go of other things that are inhibiting your journey. Um, so I think people tend to think of success or their goals as cumulative only. And I tend to think of it as a net zero, uh, process where it's just shifting, your focus from one area to another. And in order to do that, you have to let go of some of the negative things that are holding you back to make room for some of the other things that you want to pursue or achieve. Right. And that's just my belief. It's not, you know, any type of uh, religion or any kind of crazy stuff. It's just the way I think about things. I think that uh, it's a balance. Right. And so for me, what I wanted to do at a personal level was really just work with um, the people that had the mindset for success, I was really burnt out selling, you know, products and low dollar stuff that, uh, you know, had uh, low impact or low success with people. I've sold identical products for $197 or $10,000. And the success rate is phenomenally different. You can have a 3% success rate on a, on a $97 or $197 product. And you can have an 87, 90% success rate selling the exact same thing for $10,000. Because the person that is going to put $10,000 on the line and it's going to come all in, they're committed and they take action and they listen and they're willing to listen. Um, and so to me, that was what I wanted to focus on. I wanted to focus on those people that were really committed to making a change and not somebody that just wanted to talk about it. Um, not somebody that wanted to pacify their own desire by by pretending that they were doing something and just spending a little money so that they could say that they made an effort. I, I didn't want to deal with that anymore. I totally feel like I need a choir here with a hallelujah. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, you know, it's just a process. And I went through that and um, the services stuff, I, you know, I just didn't enjoy um, that. It was something that I firmly believe it's one of the fastest ways to build up a six or seven figure business. I truly believe that when you provide a service, especially a high ticket service, something that is a minimum of a thousand dollars a month recurring, um, that is something that you can build a customer base. It doesn't take many clients. You know, what do you need? Eight clients, nine clients to hit a six figure income at a thousand dollars a month recurring. Um, and so building a service model, I really believe in. And I teach a lot of the my clients to do just that, that are are in that phase of their their economical or financial growth where they just need to make stability first before they worry about the real design that they want. Um, and so I still think it's a great mechanism. It's just something that uh, served its purpose for me. And I didn't want to um, to continue on in that direction is all. So it was just a personal choice. I had a, I was blessed to have a really good partner. Uh, Mike was my partner partner for years and and uh, he was very very supportive and we really complemented each other's skill sets really well and so you know it was really a, a tough thing for me to move away from and do something on my own um, because I, I really did have a great you know relationship and 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 had a great partnership that had built up over several years wow I have like a million things to say on all those points and I think that um you know, what struck a nerve with me specifically yesterday, and it's funny because we scheduled this call, I don't know, a month ahead of time. And 
I'm one of those intention people, and I really believe things show up when they're supposed to, but your compassion towards the people you work with really struck a nerve with me. And can you talk a little bit about that and how it's changed your business? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think that... uh, I'm going to interrupt you really quick because I have to to share the picture you shared with us yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) because when you talk about this is really funny and people are going, would you just say it and stop laughing? Um, because you know, when I first started this in 2008, I hired a a business mentor. Mentors are great coaches, wrong person though. And it was really, I, I love your perspective on the fact that there is not a one size fits all. And the picture he shared with us literally guys was a group of older men in these sort of like, thong style bathing suits walking on a dock because one size does not fit all. It was a mankini. A mankini. You got to get the terminology right. It's a mankini. (laughs) It was awesome because I, excuse my life, but I'm like, it makes me apeshit when I see coaches who do this sort of like, okay, first, are you doing this? Are you doing this? And I'm like, but that's not who I am. Or or don't tell me just to pick a niche that's going to sell because that is, that does not speak to me at all. And so your compassion towards this one size does not fit all just blew me out of the water. So I just, I wanted to share that with people because it's it's just refreshing and I really appreciate that about you so <laughs> yeah that conversation was about a, a really interesting topic and that was that um, you know in my $25,000 mastermind coaching group I don't even have any digital content and that just kind of blows people away because they're thinking, you know, well, if, if I'm going to invest that kind of money, I need to have all of this stuff. I need to get all of these things. And, you know, we've been kind of educated in that mindset. It was kind of uh, the the proponent of that, you know, was was Dan Kennedy and his thud factor marketing, right, where the thud factor was all about the, the loud thud of when you drop a whole bunch of stuff on somebody's desk and that when you sell them something, you want to have the loudest thud possible. Possible. So you want to add more and more stuff and more and more bonuses and more and more things. So it feels like there's this great big thud that hits their desk and they feel this value of what they got. And I actually do exactly the opposite. And that is I teach from a position of simplicity. And what I look for is not even the 80-20 rule. I look for the 99-1 rule. I look for the 1% of things that we can focus on in your business that completely, you know, shift what you're doing and how you're doing it so that you can get the most value by, you know, exerting the least amount of effort possible. And when I showed that image about the one size doesn't fit all, it's because I was talking about systems and I have this kind of love hate relationship with systems. In fact, I really like the word framework a lot better because I think a system gives us this interpretation that we can are just uh, uh, on the assembly line. And like you said, that that we go through this exact same thing. And I don't really believe that that's true. I think that um, a successful business is the marriage of passion and knowledge and experience. And, you know, it's that it's designed around that person's goals and objectives. And, you know, some people that come to work with me, their goal is very specifically monetarily driven. But even when it is monetarily driven, I get to understand the reasons behind it um, so that we can design that to occur and and lay that out. And other people, it's more of a lifestyle uh, vision. They want to, you know, be able to work a lot less than what they're doing, or perhaps they're working full time and they just have never even opened their mind to the possibilities of what can be done today. I think that it's amazing for people to realize we're in an era where it's just it, it was just not even possible to think this way, you know, 20, 30 years ago where we didn't have this connected Internet of people. But right now I can design a program that's twenty five, fifty, seventy five, a hundred thousand dollar program. And it is something that only has to appeal to a very, very minute fraction of the population, just infinitesimally small to yield a really incredible lifestyle and and and. Uh, you know, business for someone. And so through the power of marketing and targeted marketing with Facebook and other types of technologies that are out there and tactical approaches, you can go out there and you don't have to create this product that uh, tries to impact the lives of a 100,000 people. You 
can instead create something that impacts the lives of just a handful of people and make an incredible uh, income from that. And I think that what I've really learned in this process over this last year is that by working less, I can actually work much more passionately, right? When I get on the call with a client, my energy level is really high. I'm really engaged. I'm really connected to what they're doing because I'm not burning myself out just slaving myself, feeding the machine, um, working 40, 50, 60 hours a week, right? Um, and so it's almost like a conservation of energy mentality. When, I, when I'm working, I'm working extremely in the moment and passionately and intensely, but yet I don't have to be that way all the time. Does that, does that make any sense? No, it makes a ton of sense because just when you were mentioning yesterday, you know, that, <clears throat> and if you could speak a little bit to, bear with me, I tend to cut myself off mid-sentence, but I will get there, <laughs> is, you know, when you were talking about, you know, that you're available to people and because I, I people were asking yesterday, a couple guys in the mastermind were saying, well, how do you not have digital content? And at the same time, you're available, but yet there's an expectation of your clients to do the work before the next step, before the next step, right? That it, it is a give and take. And no, absolutely. Because I mean, it's, it's kind of like the, you know, we've all heard the analogy of put the oxygen mask on yourself first on an airplane, right? And it's the same thing because you take care of yourself, right? You can show up fully and be present to every single call. And, and that's huge. Well, part of it is the audience too, right? When you're targeting somebody that is going to participate in a, in a mastermind and is, is willing to commit to an annual commitment of $25,000, they're investing seriously and they're also a serious person. So there is a degree of professionalism there that, um, it, uh, you attract the right type of person at that level, right? So somebody in, in my mastermind, I am going to give everything I can to help them when I'm working with them. But they're also, just by the nature of who they are, they're also not somebody that's going to be needy and on the phone to me every, you know, every day because they're, they know that they have obligations. They know that this is a two way, two way street and they know that they've got to do their end of it. And so, you know, I have not had any problems with that of people abusing that relationship in any way because I don't attract those types of people. I attract people that are, um, you know, successful. They are at a level, even if they're not having financial success right now, they've had it in the past or they have the capacity for it and the experience for it and they just need some guidance. Um, and that's really what it's all about. That and the shared experience within the mastermind, I think, is that um, is another really powerful thing. I think when when you come from a, from a position of humility and helping people as opposed to me, 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 and I can do this and I can do that. Um, it, it, there's just so much more value there. Uh, the people that are in my mastermind work with each other and help each other. And so it truly is a mastermind. It truly is a community environment. And I don't try to necessarily be the smartest guy in the group, right? There's people in there that are exceptional with Facebook and I'm, I'm really not. There's people in there that are exceptional with AdWords. Um, and so it attracts a lot of different skill sets and qualities of, and calibers of people. But when you have one person that's kind of the gatekeeper, which is my role, so to speak, that's selecting and putting these people in, what you end up getting is that everybody in that group is very, very similar in alignment with their goals and their ambitions and what they want to accomplish and very similar in their mindset. So it's like adding, you know, gasoline to a fire. If you've got a business that's, that's, you know, got some fire and got some sparks and smoldering, it's like throwing a bunch of gasoline on it because now all of a sudden you're surrounded with a bunch of other people that are like-minded that have similar, you know, capabilities and everybody, there's just a tremendous momentum that builds through that experience. That's huge. You know, it's funny as I, I was thinking about, as you were talking about that, that I, I've done a lot of client websites and stuff and I've really moved away from a lot of that. But as my mindset has shifted, I don't attract, I just do not get the niggly clients anymore. They just don't. And the more that they're willing to spend on the end product, the easier, the easier are they to work with. It's, it's just, they do not show up anymore at all. Um, you know, and I think I was just thinking about it because the mastermind that we're in together, it's kind of like a no bitch zone. You know, nobody bitches and complains ever there. It, it's, it's constantly way to go. Congratulations. Or I've got a question and, and, and anybody jumps in and that and it's energy, a no, it's a no wimp zone either, right? Exactly. It's, it's, 
you know, you're surrounded by people that even if they're, you know, not at the level they want to be at, and that's part of the reason they're there, um, they know that it's about making things happen and taking action. And so you just, it's the mindset. You have uh, a mindset for success built in just by the nature of the selection process that people go through to participate in. And that's, that's what's the most powerful aspect of it for me. And that's what I really enjoy. So, um, that's, that's why I redesigned my whole life around just doing this now. Um, I have front end, lower end programs, and then I have my mastermind program and that's really it. And the front end programs are designed to, let me get to know somebody and them get to know me and make sure that they're going to be a good fit or not to continue working. And if they are, then I, you know, make an offer to them to, to join the mastermind. And if they're not, or if they don't feel it's a good fit for them, then that's fine. And so there's just a two stage kind of process and a natural filtering process that goes on. Um, and it just allows for, uh, something that is, uh, very powerful. Okay. So with that, so, and maybe, if we can talk a little bit about the, the mastermind, but clearly there are probably common threads that you see that tend to be, whether it's blocks or, um, you know, a, a challenge that somebody faces. But so what are some of the common threads that you see missing with the entrepreneurs you work with? And it, you know, and I'm not saying like complaining kind of stuff, but wh- where do those shifts occur? You know, so what are a few common threads? Yeah, you know, honestly, it's it's really interesting because my group is a business mastermind, and yet the biggest, most common thread that I always see is um, it, it's mindset related. It, it, it truly always comes back to mindset. There's either some type of fear of taking action, or feel fear of failure, or fear of commitment, or um, not really sure, lack of confidence, or lack of beliefs. Um, but those tend to be the real things that are holding back the business growth, right? Um, Tony Robbins always says that your business growth will follow your personal development. And I truly believe that and much more so in the entrepreneurial space because your business is you and you are your business. And so, you know, as you progress along, you know, your own, um, journey, your business is going to follow. And if you're afraid to take action or don't want to get up on stage or, you know, whatever those next progressions that you need to work through, and those are the things that are holding you back, it manifests in the business. That's the symptom is that your business isn't growing, but that's not the problem. It's just a symptom of an underlying problem. And so, you know, my, my real mission is more of just being the business doctor, right? To, to not really talk about the symptoms, but to go in and look at the real root problems and, and take action on those so that we can get, uh, an impact on the business. And a lot of times it's clarity, it's focus, you know, focus is a big one for entrepreneurs. Focus and action are, are the two biggest ones, right? Um, lack of action usually stems from some type of, of a failed or faulty belief system or a lack of confidence. Um, and focus, you know, ten, tends to be driven by overwhelm. And again, a lot of times comes back to belief and confidence and fear. And so, you know, those are a lot of the same themes that come up over and over again. And even if I don't necessarily talk to them specifically, the actions that, that we take are, are designed to address those. God, that's huge. I was sitting here thinking it's so funny because I don't know. I don't think we've talked or I'm not sure if you're familiar with my story at all, but I was widowed 10 years ago. My kids were were the same age. Actually, my kids were like two and six and I was working full time. And I I found a therapist that has really become this life mentor. And she's moved away from the area. Like I drive three hours to go sit with her. And it's what hit me so full on is one. Clearly, she doesn't provide me with digital content. (laughs) That'd be kind of weird if she did. But it's it's been the money that I've invested to work on myself because really I'm, I'm far past the grief stage, obviously, but I made a really conscious choice in 2011 to move through the rest of my life different. I said, you know, I, I need to do this different. And it's been through, I say not so much therapy, but mentoring because she's an entrepreneur. She owns properties all over the world. And, and so it's fascinating. And it's been the personal work that I've done that has made me realize I, you know, it's time to, to play a bigger game. It's time to step up and really show up in my life. So, um, God, that's huge. That that's brilliant. 
Yeah, I think that a lot of it too is it's just really simple. I mean, what is the result that your client wants, right? We we tend to focus so much in marketing and have been kind of corrupted in the internet marketing space by the way marketing is practiced there, and it really misses the boat. Um, the fact of the matter is I'm a business and coach and consultant in a world that nobody really wants a coach or consultant. Right? <laughs> I mean, let's, let's be real, right? Let's be honest. What do people really want? They want results. Yeah. They want change. They want impact. They want results. So I encourage people to just cut through the BS of what it is that they're offering and really look at it and say, what is the result that my client wants? What is the impact that in their life that they really want? And it doesn't matter what you're selling. There is a result. There is an impact. And a lot of times what we fail at in marketing, or even if we're successful at, we're leaving a lot of money on the table on is that we're, we're treating symptoms and we're not really getting to the result or the cure, um, that they really, you know, want. We're teaching them how instead of just getting them done. You know, we live in this society. It's, it's really funny, but we, we're in this microwave society, right? You know, we can't wait for the oven to preheat and warm up and then put food in it, right? Just punch the button on the microwave. But that's not even really true because if we're really honest about it, we're not only are we in a microwave society, but we're in a microwave society where we we press 30 seconds on the microwave and then prance back and forth <laughs> in front of the damn microwave to hurry it up. Right. And totally. yet, if we look at our marketing, a lot of times our marketing is, is like taking the build your fire first approach. Right. And nobody wants to learn how to build their fire. They just want the damn coffee hot. Um, and so I think a lot of times we just miss the boat and what I've really tried to focus on in the past year is just uh, moving away from all of the superfilious stuff that is not really necessary and just get to the core of results. And and what I realized in doing that is that, you know, all these things that we build up and all these systems and all these processes and all this content and all this stuff is really just not necessary. Um, it's really absolutely not necessary. I've got a perfect example in a group that I'm doing right now. Um, I did kind of a, a marketing case study and I did something that I, um, a, a lot different. I'm not going to go into all the details, but anyway, I launched this little, this case study and, and sold a few people into it. And there's two people on a path and their destination is the same. One of them has is still, you know, talking about how to design his website and the different things that he needs to do and lay out this and the other. And the other one I followed up with the other day and I was a little disappointed because I hadn't heard any status updates of where they were going. And so I was a little bit feeling discouraged that maybe they had, you know, got lost in the holidays and hadn't done anything. And when I did have a call with them, no, they'd actually gone out there and they were a little disappointed because they had had set for themselves to make 10 sales and they only made five. <laughs> and I was just so ecstatic because this is the difference. This is the difference in success or not. You have one person that's creating reasons why they can't start. And you have one other person that says, forget all of that. He doesn't even have his site yet. And yet he's already out, gone out and created five sales and five clients that are already paying him. Right. So you know, that really kind of says it all to me. And I, my whole focus is to get people into the other situation, right? Where take action first, get results, and then build your systems as minimally and as simply as you need to support that goal. Just to clarify, it's, it, you're taking people who have the skills and the knowledge, and the passion to work with the clients. It's not like you're creating some business from scratch with no foundation. They've already got the foundation internally. They know what they need. I mean, they've got the skills to work with their clients. It's they're just not getting caught up in the busy work. Yeah, actually, neither one of these had ever uh, entered this niche or this product or anything. They just had done some stuff online. So they had some general online skill sets and we just redirected it into, um, you know, an area that made the most sense for them uh, to get some startup income going. And, and so, 
Um, it wasn't something they were terribly experienced at, to be honest. It was just getting out of their comfort zone and taking action. And we build up this stuff that we have this like expectation in our mind that something's going to fail. And, and so we create this big, huge buildup in our mind, like this, this big whole thing. It's like, it's a completely irrational fear, right? I mean, there's only two types of fear. There's rational and irrational. And unfortunately, you know, most of us limit ourselves based on irrational fears and limiting beliefs that have nothing to do with reality, right? And so here is this, this concept of one person saying, well, in order to do this, in order to do A, in order to just sell this, I have to have A, B, C, D, and E all set up and working and everything dialed in and this and that and the other. And then you have the other mindset of, you know what, let me just see if this is actually wanted. Let me go out there and, and sell it in the marketplace and then I'll figure a way to support, you know, that. And he had the tools. I, it wasn't on his own, but just going out there and making a sale first. And, um, that's kind of the way I run my business. I've always done that. Uh, you go out there and get the clients and then build the systems to support them as you go. God, that's brilliant. I know we're getting close to, to time here because I feel like I could talk to you for like two more hours easily, but if, if you could give, you know, just a couple things, two, three things, that, you know, an entrepreneur could take and implement in their business today that would dramatically change things? What would they be? I think it comes back to understanding your customer. I, I really believe it, it all starts there. Um, if, if you've got an existing business, so that's going to be my, my presumption here is that you have an existing business, not that you're starting from scratch. If, if you have an existing business and you have a client base, then the first exercise that I would recommend you do is to really look at objectively, don't market to yourself, really get inside the mind of your client and objectively ask yourself if you are, you know, selling them fire or teaching them how to build a fire. I think that that's really where I would start because a lot of times we are, our whole business model is providing, um, kind of the, the training, the assistance, the guidance, et cetera, but it's not giving the real result. And we kind of wash our hands and say, well, the results up to them. Right. But the moment you start to focus on the result, the, the difference between the two is that if you focus on the process, to me, you're really kind of focusing on the money you're going to make. And when you focus on the result, you're focusing on the impact on somebody's life. And that comes from, that comes from true care and compassion in the heart. And when you focus on that, everything else kind of falls in place because people align with that. They know that you're not trying to sell them. They, they feel that you, that you, you know, I'm trying to pardon it to be careful about my language here because I'm a former Navy guy. So really. I release a few of them every now and then, so I got to be careful. But they know that you give a rip about them, right? They can feel that that in you. And when you have that connection with people and you're truly worried about their outcomes and their results, then the money takes care of itself. But what I find too many business people are focused purely on the money side of it, and they're really not solving the problems of their clients. I think that's the biggest takeaway that I could give people. If you just truly out of humility, get into the mind of your client and try to serve them and their needs better. Um, I think you, that alone is a business doubler. That's huge. Thank you. I think because that's going to lead to a little bit more clarity as well. You know, I have found that some people I've worked with, it's like, well, you know, what is you, it, what, what is it you want to happen if somebody visits your site or what's this? And a lot of people just, they don't have, they've not gotten clear. They've not done the work in terms of, you know, like you're talking about results. So it's kind of, to me, I think a lot of it too is stepping back from the technology piece and like oh, you absolutely. said, thinking absolutely. about the people that you're working with. So, so what's in store for Troy this year? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of time with the family and uh, just, you know, building up a group that I really enjoy spending time with. That's really what it's about. I have a, uh, a very small community of people that I'm really enjoying and uh, producing great results for them and helping, you know, their businesses grow. And, and I take a lot of pleasure and, and a satisfaction from that. So uh, just more of the same. And it's really going to be I'm continuing to push myself in terms of the level of service I can provide 
and the efficiency in which I can do it. And by that, what I mean is, you know, how can I deliver higher impact, higher results with even less of my personal time and effort so that I can continue to scale my workload back? Um, that is, is my continual refinement process for this year. That is fantastic. Troy, thank you so much. I, like I said, I could feel like I could talk to you all day. <laughs> um, thank you very much though. You know, thank you very much, Kim. It's, it's been a pleasure uh, getting to know you here a little bit and uh, talk to you today. And, and I hope your group in, enjoys this. And, uh, you know, if they do, they can reach out and, and talk to me anytime. So you take care. Thanks, Troy. Bye-bye. <laughs> 